Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, moms and dads, parents and guardians, welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parody. Today I have with me Cynthia Klein. Cynthia is a family happiness expert and a parody coach. Now, Cynthia has a passion to create world peace by first creating peace within each family. She is the author of Ally Parody, where she has created a unique formula for parents to transform conflict into cooperation. So without any further ado, here's Cynthia Klein. Cynthia, welcome to the Fearless Parody Podcast. I'm glad to have you here. Great to be here and, and sharing my information with all your parents and guardians. Well, I, I'll tell you, Cynthia, I haven't been a former school resource officer and got many a domestic call. It's not just a husband and wife, but also parents and kids. And I know that there's a lot of conflict out there. Uh, conflict, hey, if you have two different people, you're going to have some type of conflict, all right? People are different. They're wonderfully and beautifully different. And those differences sometimes cause people to bump heads. Am I, am I correct? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it doesn't make people bad people uh just because they're different than you, actually, they're not crazy. They're just not you. Okay. <laughs> if we can understand that, uh, that other person's just different. Uh, I'm a, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with DISC. Uh, my audience now knows I, yes. I'm, three, I'm, I'm part of that 3%. If there were any more, you know that they would uh, kill us all. Okay. Um, just a dominant type personality, uh, like things bullet pointed. I can be a people person, but then I, I get people down. Uh, I have a daughter that's an I, she's life at the party. My wife is the rock of Gibraltar, which means she's my opposite. So that helps me keep me out of trouble. And my son's highly analytical. But we can bump heads because there's four different personality types in my mm -hmm. house. And we have to have peace. And all other households are the same. You just got unique individuals and Cynthia help us to be able to work better together. Okay. That's one of the reasons I have you all, but first tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm Cynthia Klein and I've actually been married um, 34 years and I have a grown daughter who's 33. I've been working. I started out as a, got my degree in child psychology and went, and then I went in to be an elementary school teacher because I've always been an educator at heart. 
And what I realized is that I really, really wanted more was to help parents get along with kids because I wanted to learn how to do that myself because I, I didn't have the kind of relationship with my parents that I would have liked to have had. They didn't have the education. Okay. They were born in the twenties. They, there was nothing about how do you connect? How do you listen? Right. They, they just didn't have you any. Know, wasn't a parenting manual? What's that? There wasn't a parenting manual. <laughs> well, it's so funny because my mother does say that um, she's deceased right now, but she does. She did talk about, well, we didn't have much to go by. Uh, and, and I don't think um, the viewpoint wasn't that much about personal growth. You know, mm-hmm. it's been more what since 60s, 70s, the whole yeah. concept about people growing and changing is pretty new when you look at the all the time, the lifetime of humanity. Um, so my own daughter had some um, major trauma happen to her when she was in fifth grade. I've been doing parent education since she was five. So I was kind of like working with parents and, and working with my daughter. And she had five girls all turn against her. I don't know why. And it was that's real trauma for a, a person to have that experience. And so. She had a lot of uh, self-doubt, uh, a lot of difficulty with girls. Mm-hmm. So I've been through her doing some pretty darn risky behaviors because of how she felt about herself. Um, and so I've been through really hard times with her. She's my only child. When I went to my parent educator, when because yeah, I needed to get some support. How do I help this daughter who's struggling? You know, she said, I would say all the things your daughter's going through, she's equal to three kids. So (laughs) even though I had one, um, I've had to I had to grow a lot. And that was my determination. And so when I when I work with parents, it comes from my own personal experience from studying. I have training in four different parenting programs as well, then kind of put together my own ally parenting uh, process of helping analyze because I'm really into analyzing, figuring out okay. the source of the problem that parents are having because then you can get the right solution, not just try this, mm-hmm. try that. the wall that's right. You, you, if you don't know what the problem is, it's kind of hard to, uh, to to try to resolve it. Exactly. you know you don't go to a doctor. And doctor's office, and he doesn't say, oh, you know, try this. And that doesn't work. Try this. And a lot of parents, you know, do that. They just, oh, I'm going to, oh, I read this. Oh, I, I'm going to try that strategy. But I really work with parents on, let's get down to the nitty gritty. What are you let's thinking? Let's diagnose it. Let, let's yeah. find out what the situation is. But Cynthia, one thing that I love that I'm hearing from you is that you you realize that you didn't know at all and you went for help. Okay, and that's okay. And sometimes parents don't think that's okay. They think that they got to do it all themselves, and there's a lot of shame and blame because they don't feel that they're that perfect parent or they're not being the parent that they should be. And nothing can be further from the truth. Sometimes we just have to take a step back and seek some help. I, I see it as it's education. So. How to parent has been passed down from parent to parent, right? That's how we learn how to parent. Now, what's happened is if we're now saying, wait a minute, the the system that I grew up with isn't getting me the results I want, isn't, you know, isn't getting me the relationship with my kids that I want. It isn't helping my child become 
um, ready for the world, I need to learn some new approaches. Like it's, it's learning new, like any other thing. Like if you said you want to work on your car, you're not going to just go out there and start taking it apart. You're going to get guidance and help. And that's that's what's so important. I really want parents to, to know that. It's it's learning new skills. So if you don't know how to listen, you learn how to listen. You don't right. know what words you're using that aren't working. You learn what words should I use? It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's you saying, whoa, I want to learn. And that's, I see any parent who is willing to learn and grow as a great parent. That's it. They absolutely are great parents because when you're learning, when you're growing, you're developing yourself. It's kind of hard to pour into your child when there's nothing within you to pour into them. So by going out, getting help, developing yourself, growing yourself, asking questions, Mm -hmm. speaking to competent professionals like yourself and diagnosing what what's going wrong and where things could be better, then you're able to go back and pour positively into your child. So let me ask you, uh, how are today's parents responding to kids' thoughts and feelings that could create a a sense of mistrust in the family? Yeah. Yeah. And this was something that I really wanted to work on because I had this determination uh, because I didn't feel connected to my parents. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to learn how to do that. So I love talking about this. So asking this question is really uh, special to me. When And so here's what's interesting. When I work with parents and I work with them, I do speaking and I do private coaching. Uh, I do a lot of speaking. I've done over six, seven hundred schools and such is I have them take an assessment. And one of the assessments they fill out is I put something like your child says, um, you know, I can't do this. It's just too hard. And then I give four responses to see how they might respond. Okay. Okay. So I can't do this. This is just too hard. Like one response might be, well, just try this, like giving advice, right? Mm-hmm. Another response might be, you know, it'll be okay. I know you can do it. So there's different ways parents respond that actually shut down kids. Like they feel like there's an underlying message. Maybe you've done something wrong. I know more than you. I don't want to listen to your feelings. It's okay. And when I do the assessment, which is really interesting, 99% of the parents are all blocking their kids. All right. Use what's called communication blocks. Like we don't know how to respond when somebody's struggling. We want it. What we want to figure it out. We want to help them. Want to tell them what to do. And I got training on communication blocks from my mentor, Michael Popkin, and it it changed my world to learn that if I respond a certain way, the person is going to stop talking. So, in the example you just gave, what would be a better way to respond? to that child, tween, or teenager? So what I I call it uh, empathetic response. It isn't analyzing. It's just being in the mindset of, okay, my child's struggling right now. It's This is what you need to think. I'm not going to fix it. You know, that what all, what they need right now is an opportunity to vent. 
to let the emotions out because when the limbic system, the emotional part of the brain is flaring and upset, you can't think. So there's the emotional part of the brain and the logical part of the brain. And it's the emotional part of the brain. I can't do this. This is too hard. You know, this is stupid. Why didn't my teacher give this to me? Uh, Right. So what I encourage parents to do is simply respond in a way that allows your child to vent. That's it. No other purpose. In your mind, you're not thinking, oh, they need to do this. Oh, I need to fix it. So an empathetic response would be something like, wow, that seems hard. It sounds like sounds like you're really struggling. That can, you know, that can be hard when the teacher gives something that feels difficult. So I've talked about like a thinker, like to say, that can be hard when this happens. That's more for a thinker child. Because you notice I'm not saying you mm-hmm. and a feeling. If exactly. I said something like you, well, you sound, you seem really upset. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying you, well, you seem really upset. So I, I'm not analyzing. I'm just like letting my child know that I'm here and they can keep venting. And please use this with, your partner, (laughs) with your friends, with anybody. And in fact, I have a whole chart in my book that talks about all the different blocks and how to respond instead. Yeah, because a lot of times that's just the surface. You know, what question I ask, and you can tell me what you think about it is, you know, whatever it is, you know, I want to understand, you know, I want to understand, you know, what about that's not working for you? And to draw them out, to get them to start, talking about it. And it, it, and it may not be that surface thing. It may actually end up being something else. And then when you get down to it, it's like what you talked about earlier, unless you know what the problem is. And, and sometimes in getting down to it to where they say, well, when it, when it gets down to it, I'm, I'm having a problem with maybe this particular theorem of trigonometry or geometry, the, this particular deal right here. And so, so you're having trouble with this, this, and this and until you get the answer or something to the kid that's right. Uh, you know, uh, otherwise, uh, you're you're not really getting down to the the, the crux of the matter. Right, and 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 that's so true. And so when I talk about it, I I think about it as you don't want to block, and then you want to listen with empathy. And you want the emotions event, and then you can get to the point about discussing possible solutions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if kids, if you try to go to the discussing solutions, well, let's think about what you could do. And they're not ready. If they're, if they're still upset, they can't get to the logical part of the brain, which is what parents, what we want to oh, get absolutely. to. absolutely. When you're bad, when you're emotionally <laughs> overwrought, you're, you're not in the right frame of mind to be to be thinking. You know, uh, you know, even as a, a cop on the street where you talk to somebody, a, a veteran will try to talk the person down if they're upset. Because once you talk the person down, a lot of times uh, they, they'll, they'll find a solution to the problem that's mm-hmm. there. And you're able to work things out with uh, having to take a lot of a lot of enforcement action. You're able to kind of talk the person off. Actually, they talk themselves. Yeah. Off. And you're giving them space, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that you're giving them space to vent so they can get to the, they can think more logically. Right. So that they get it 
off of their chest. And Bob, to dance, I encourage you to listen to Cynthia uh, until they emotionally calm down, getting into a conversation, throwing out a lot of suggestions, uh, throwing out a solid. And I'm prone. I raise my hand here. You can't see it on the podcast, but I'm raising my hand. I love to throw solutions out. I like fixing things. Okay, but you know what? When a person's in the moment and they're struggling and they're angry and upset, it's not the time for to, to try to fix things. It's like you say, Cynthia, it's time to try to understand where they're coming from. And then once you understand where they're coming from, they'll lay the problem out. And you can even ask them at that time, say, hey, uh, show me show me what that's like or walk walk me through it and help me to to understand. I, I want to understand what you're going through. You haven't even got to a solution yet. And, and they just kind of go through it. it, it you, space, that 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 simple little word that you said there, give them Give space. them space. And one of the communication blocks that is very confusing for parents is called placating. So okay. placating is when your child's upset and you try to make them feel better. And it can feel like, oh, that's what I should do. So, you know, let's say your child says, I, you know, I, I I hate Mike, you know, he's not my friend anymore. He's, uh, you know, he's not, he's not responding to my text or he's not calling me. I'm, I don't want to be his friend anymore. So you might, oh my gosh, you know, you're feeling this is their best friend and I want to make them feel better. And you might want to respond with, you know, it'll be okay. Don't worry about it. But what happens if if your child keeps getting upset? Well, and let's say they say, well, you don't understand. He's not doing this. It's like you're trying to take away their feelings. Mm-hmm. And the underlying message of that is you shouldn't have those feelings. I don't want you to have those feelings. <laughs> I can't handle those feelings. So if you're a placator, and some parents are naturally that way, this is tough. I really want to encourage those parents who try to make it better to stop and think, okay, right now, let me just give them space to vent. That's all they need right now. And then we can get to like the part you were talking about, you know, coming up with, okay, well, let's, now that you've vented, you know, to say that, but let's now talk about what might be some possible things you can do because a situation with a friend is one that they're going to solve the problem. That's also, but we'll talk about that later, but it's important to understand it's not your problem to solve. Absolutely. You just got to, got to walk them through and give space or else you're just putting off the inevitable. (laughs) They won't talk to you. So that's the thing too, right? They're going to shut down. They're going to say, Oh, I bring up something and my parent always just tells me it's going to be okay. Or my parent always tells me what to do. Or they ask me so many questions oh, as though I'm the one at fault. I, I'm not going to talk to them. And I work with a lot of parents of teens. Mm-hmm. And the teens have shut down. And unfortunately, that's that's all too true. Well, Cynthia, tell my parents, where can they find you as a coach out there on the internet and social media. Yeah, great. So I think the easiest way is by going to HTTPS, ally, A-L-L-Y, allyparenting.com. That, and also my Instagram is allyparenting. 
So I think that's the easiest way because when you go follow alliedparenting.com, you'll see my whole website as well as my book and how to find my book. And I think that's the easiest. Or Instagram is nice too. You can find me there as well. Well, what I'm going to do, moms and dads, parents and guardians, is I'm going to put all the links that she's talking about in the podcast description. So if you'll simply go there, I'm going to make it easy for you. All you have to do is click and go. And you'll be able to find Cynthia. And she has a book out too. Uh, Cynthia, you want a, a, couple, a quick word on your book and uh, where they can find that? Uh, yeah. So you can find it at Amazon or any of your local bookstores. You can simply Cynthia Klein, Ally Parenting, and it will pop up. And it's a very unique book. I, I wasn't, I, my clients kept asking me, when are you going to write a book? <laughs> right? When are you going to write a book? Because it's set up where it's the beginning is helping you figure out how to analyze the problem. And that's, what's very unique about my book. I have a lot of parenting books. There's a lot of great parenting books. However, I offered you a system, how to analyze what's going on. And then very specific um, strategies, short chapters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I used to write for a magazine and couldn't, you know, 750 word chapter, short to the point, very easy to use. Men love it. I work with as many men as women. Well, moms and dads, parents, and guardians, hey, listen, she she wants to be your ally in parody. Uh, you can do far, far worse than talking to uh, Cynthia. She's very knowledgeable, and she's there for you. So, again, make sure you check out the podcast description because we'll have a direct link where you can click there. You'll be able to go find out more about her book and, more importantly, to be able to order it. And speaking of important things, Make sure, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. I love the fact that y'all are downloading the podcast and and I see all the downloads and I'm ecstatic about that, but I'm even more ecstatic when I see people subscribe. So please subscribe to the podcast. Well, that brings us to the end of this particular episode. Cynthia, can I have you back for one more segment? Uh, I got some more questions that I want to ask you if you wouldn't mind. Sounds great. All right. We're definitely going to do that. So, moms and dads, until next time, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parody Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.